to the InVino Fab Podcast. I'm Laura. And I'm Patrice. We're co-host for the InVino Fabulum. That means in wine story. We think there are tales that need to be told about women, wine, work, and what's happening in the world. This podcast was created to have a chat about a few of these things and more. Tune into this podcast to learn and share as we talk about passion projects, recent reads, and random wine facts. All right, Patrice, if I had a bottle of wine, it was coming to your house... What kind of wine bottle opener or corkscrew would you use? What are my options at your house? So I have several options. I have the, um, I think it's called the winged corkscrew, which is, has the double lever. And so you kind of screw it in and then you have the levers on both sides to pull it out. So you press down Um, and pull up sort of thing. Yes. Yes. Um, I also have the electric wine bottle opener. Mm, Fancy. Uh, and I have the Pampered Chef wine bottle opener, which I'm not exactly sure what category um, that one goes under, but um, it is frequently my go-to and works really well. Is it like electric uh, or? It's not electric, but it, it works similar to <coughs> excuse me, an electric one in that you just kind of put it over the top of the bottle. Mm-hmm. And then an electric one, of course, you would push a button and it spins it. And then for this one, you just have a little dial that you spin. And then I also have the traditional waiter's corkscrew. Mm-hmm. And it's not out of question that I might need two or possibly even three of these devices. <laughs> if, I've had, if, I, if I've had a bad, <laughs> bad experience to fully extract the cork. And, and if... By chance, um, all of those fail. Uh, my go-to is to take a knife and push the cork into the wine bottle. Oh my gosh! My sommelier I, friend is like and then, rolling and over. Have, and I have to decant the wine. <laughs> <laughs> decant and filter the wine. And filter the wine, yes. Exactly. <laughs> um, and I used to have one of those rabbit wine openers, which also which did also work really well. But I think eventually mine broke and stopped working. Okay. So this is hilarious that you have multiple options. Okay. Good to know. Um, I was laughing because I was like, this is probably a big topic until I asked you how many kinds of corkscrew openers you have. And what's the, um, I've been looking at kind of a couple things uh, because the wine Bible that we talked about, the one second edition, you know, by our friend Karen McNeil, um, talks about, which I'm disappointed, it says man's best friend. It should be woman's best friend. A good corkscrew is surely one that does not require the user to have uh, strong biceps or the strength to open up um, a Mm -hmm. cork. So when we open up a cork, you might have like a true cork. You might have a synthetic cork. Uh, It could be plasticky. Or you might have a really old cork. So there's so many different types. And I was laughing because the picture in the book has the Aso cork. And this is the one that was invented in 1979. It's really helpful. It's um, kind of got a handle on the end with two little thin prawns. And it's it's really good if you have any wines that are fragile or old. So (laughs) to avoid the knife in the bottle situation that Patrice has had to do. Mm -hmm. Um, you can like wedge it in the side and be able to pull it out or wedge it into the cork and lightly pull it out. But it doesn't always work if you have an old bottle or old mm-hmm. cork that might have been sitting, a cork that might have been sitting there a long time. But <clears throat> I started looking up, um, there's one that gives you different types of wings, electronic, 
corkscrew lever. The also um, just a corkscrew and pull top. There's no shortage of types you can get out there. And I always I laugh because I was like, what is my f- favorite kind of opener? Probably the one I use to learn how to open wine properly. And that's probably just that the waiter's corkscrew. And I think that's the one that looks like a little jackknife. Um, you kind of screw it in. You put the little ledge on the side to give a little pressure and lift up. Um, and I think the winged one is one I see the most at people's places and homes right so mm-hmm. the winged butter or the butterfly corkscrew those two little handles go up um i haven't seen the pamper chef that's why i was like what does that one look like um mm-hmm. but i've seen some other kind of ones um electronic i don't i don't see too many of them my my father-in-law has this twist and pull corkscrew so it literally looks like um you're just kind of twisting in a screw and you're pulling out um you got to have a little bit more strength for some of those. So um, yeah. I'd like to see this pampered chef. So I'm going to look this one up later. But um, I think it's, it's it's really probably the ones that you started using first is probably the one that you learned how to use or learned how to master if you opened many bottles of wine. So what's your preference then, Patrice? What's your go-to wine corkscrew opener? Uh, so my go-to of recent has been the winged corkscrew, mm. and I seem to have the least broken corks using that one. <laughs> so right now that is my go-to. Um, I, I have a difficult time with the waiter's corkscrew. Um, I, need to, I need to practice, do a little bit more practicing with that. Yeah, it takes some effort. <laughs> like, you got to just take, make sure you take off that foil and then... Mm. Um, yeah, you got to get in the right kind of lever because there's kind of like two ledges you can pop it open with. But yep. yeah, yeah, yeah. But something I found interesting as I started reading about corkscrews uh, is that um, a reverend is actually the person that first developed the twist corkscrew way back in 1795, and it was um, used, of course, so that the reverend could pour wine during mass. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. And these are the kind of corkscrews that, like, if you were at a, a hotel or something and they ask to lend you one, it's often one they'll give you. Because yeah. it's just, yeah. like, it goes in a tube, pulls out. Um, you can't take these on planes anymore, can you? No. I doubt it. They yeah. would confiscate it. Although I feel like I, I've not had TSA find by accident. I had one in my bag. So, yeah. Um, but, yeah, that, those are the common ones um, that you'll see they'll give out. Those ones are yeah. tough. I find them tough to do, but... I, I I agree. I, de- I find those tough. Although I used to have one that I kept in my suitcase mm. my ch- so that it would be in my checked luggage so that when I got to a hotel, if I happened to need a corkscrew, I had one. But I find most bars, like hotel bars, will typically like open a bottle of wine. Either mm-hmm. they'll open it for you for free or, like you said, you can just you know do a shout down and they'll send a corkscrew up to your room for you. I mean, excuse me, a, a wine bottle opener up to your room. Yeah. And and now corks are sometimes even going away. So we're seeing a lot more um, mm-hmm. cans. And sorry, not cans as well, but bottles yeah. uh, that are synthetic or have no cork and just twist off because um, cork is a very rare thing to have. Um, also, um, making cork is expensive and it's probably not good for the environment. And then yeah. what was I watch? I was watching some sort of documentary. Um, the American meme um, they talked <laughs> that's another side that I won't get into but um, so one of the meme makers created uh, have you heard of Babe Rosé the sparkling one of the top sparkling uh, rosés into cans 
so it's top selling can, heard of that. canned sparkling wine. Yeah, um, it's the white. It's the white girl's rosé. It was meant as a joke, but now he actually produces it. And uh, yeah, in a can. Who knew? Pack and go. So I did. I bought a can of wine several months ago now and I really bought it just because like I had a picture of like a woman on a bicycle and I just like thought that was cool and wanted to try it but it's still sitting in my wine refrigerator so I may have to so that would be my first like my first can of wine or my first time with a well I guess not I would say my first time drinking wine that you didn't need a bottle opener for but I do drink boxed wine occasionally which of course you don't need a bottle opener for no and i will say there not to knock box wine because we used to like kind of do that uh back in the day there's actually some good quality wine that are made in different boxes and so you have the traditional like squeezed tab but the ones that look like juice boxes are made more and more in the regions that yeah. you want to yeah. go cyc- cycling or hiking or camping because they're more eco-friendly than having a glass bottle and portable so i, I like the I, I like the juice box kind of wines they have usually screw off tops um screw on you can take them with you you can hike yeah. out on a trail yeah. or camp so yeah, yeah like Maybe one one day, and maybe we'll... I don't know if we'll ever not go with the wine opener, because it's kind of a, a point of uh, pride if you're ordering a bottle of wine at a restaurant or somewhere, mm-hmm. is you really want to screw off and take the cork out. The, the uh, server will often put the cork down beside you. If it's yeah. uh, a restaurant that does the wine service um, in a proper way, they'll let you... Um, keep the cork, smell the cork, puts it down on a plate if it's fancy. Um, and then I, I laugh because it, it's kind of like one of those things that um, you don't know unless you've experienced it and gone into it. And it has kind of a, uh, I'd say a class kind of esque or economic status to it too, which is weird, but something mm-hmm. good to know that we've talked about even with our educator friends, um, Cheryl brought that up, like as the wine and the wine yeah. sommelier education class, like things that like the way that they serve the wine is is part of the, the cork and uncorking it and delivering to is, is really important part of that. Yeah. Yeah. I definitely feel like that's part of the experience. And if I went out for a nice Italian meal or any kind of meal and, you know, they brought over a box of wine, like <laughs> it'd be a long time before I would feel like it had that same, right. It's, right. right. Like, it had that same, feeling as watching them like uncork like you said uncork the bottle and go through that whole process yeah hey one day we're gonna have to environmentally get to it right and so maybe we'll just order our carafes or we'll get like a half bottle of wine a little craft we don't see them put it from the box into the the little flask that we're going to drink out of at some point yeah yeah no it's something to think on because i always do wonder about that um, sustainability of cork and um, how we use or don't reuse some of um, these materials. Uh, what will we go to next to, uh, you know, keep us greener? But will we lose this tradition of uncorking in the process? Maybe. I don't know. You know, and I wouldn't be just like, you know, if you had been doing a podcast 50 years ago and you talked about, like, people spending a lot of money buying bottled water, you would have been like, Pfft. Huh. That'll, that'll never happen. That's silly. That so who true. knows? Like, you know, years from now, maybe like cracking open a box of wine in an Italian restaurant, that will be the thing. I'll take my juice box wine with two straws. <laughs> no. Uh, we'll put it'll, some- have to be, it'll have to be a metal straw, though. 
It will. That's right. It'll all be reusable metal yeah. uh, straw. That's right. There we go. That's us being sustainable in our, in our wine drinking. Uh, we'll put some links to a few things we talked about in the show and a reference to um, the Wine Bible, of course. But if you have a suggestion or thought on uncorking, um, have you ever uncorked your wine bottle with a shoe? If you didn't have a cork, that's also a fun one. Um, let us know. What do you uncork and twist off or your corkscrews that are cork at the moment? And hey, you can also share your favorite box wine. Don't be ashamed of that. You'll still get our wine love. Be sure to catch the next podcast episode by subscribing to In Vino Fab wherever you find and subscribe to podcasts. Find us on Twitter and Instagram at InVinoFab, and we'll always welcome love and messages by email at InVinoFabulum at gmail.com. Cheers. <laughs>